The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. Jerk Gilroy will be along as he is every Friday in a few minutes' time to look ahead to the weekend supporting action, and we might look back as well. Talk a little bit about Katie Taylor's uh, fight at the weekend, about her legacy, about the involvement of Conor McGregor uh, as well. Not the only thing he has been involved in in recent days, which actually brings us uh, to our next discussion because Razan Ibrahim is with me, who's a journalist who specialises in content verification. And she's here to talk about that swirl of, of, of information, some of it accurate, a lot of it inaccurate, uh, some intentionally inaccurate, some of it unintentionally inaccurate that has been swirling around, that has been swirling around the internet since the year dot, but has particularly swirled around uh, issues in Dublin since last Thursday. Uh, Razan, it is good to see you. And thanks Thank a million you. for coming into studio. Um, maybe it would be worthwhile for us to, at the outset, to kind of differentiate between all those different types of information, kind of between disinformation and misinformation and... Um, kind of uh, in information that may be accurate but is presented in a in a certain way. So maybe do that for us first. Yeah, absolutely. So misinformation is type of information that is inaccurate, but it has been spread uh, without intentions. But disinformation, the same false information, but it has been separate uh, separate on social media intentionally. So okay. that there is a deliberate. Um, uh, reason for that and there is could be agenda behind it could be um, benefiting financially p- uh, popularity or as I said there is a political motive behind these disinformation so that is would be the mainly two different between misinformation and disinformation So I take it then sometimes disinformation it turns into misinformation in, in other words I, I might intentionally uh, um, inject a lie out into the social media world and other people might might see it, they might spread it, but they think what they're spreading is the truth. Exactly. So uh, this is uh, where we always advise people uh, who are like, anyway, watching social media, engaging on social media to be careful and mindful what to share and what not to share on social media. So sometimes we might be contributing by sharing certain type of content to a bigger mm. uh, propaganda campaign. And we have seen that many times, even in the Ukraine-Russia uh, war, for example, uh, and other wars in, in the world. And that is as well what is happening like currently. So we need to be really careful on what um, to share on social media, take a pose, uh, think, mm. and have a critical thinking before you share any content, because in the current world and the current environment, it is super, super easy mm. to manipulate content. And it is very easy to use AI, artificial intelligence, intelligence to create like real life photos or videos or even intimidate uh, voices, mm. etc. So that is why in this era, like I always encourage people, please pose Take a step back before you share. We are going to be exposed to millions of content, but to share a content is a responsibility. And we've seen really obvious examples of all of this in, in, in recent days. You know, you don't have to dig too deeply online, on Twitter in particular, or X, however you want to describe it. 
you know, to find accusations that the Gardaí are covering up what actually happened at the school. And I'm not going to repeat uh, uh, the lie, even acknowledging that it's a lie, because some people will think I'm covering it up and it's not really a lie. But anyway, people will have seen it. They'll know what I'm talking about. Um, The other thing that swirls around all of this, it might not actually qualify as misinformation or disinformation. It's expressions of opinion, but that opinion might be described as as hate filled. Or, or, or as inciting hatred, and it's maybe it's it's different from mis- disinformation, but it does form part of the kind of the tapestry, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely, I would describe it in general as harmful content, okay. which could include uh, misinformation, false uh, fabricated stories, in addition to hate speech, harassment, targeting uh, people individually on social media. Um, inciting harm harm as well, using slurs, dehumanizing language against protected group, against uh, vulnerable group, minorities, etc., uh, calling for violence. All of that will be, you know, sometimes in one pot, I'd say. They will be all um, affected by each other and will also influence the public opinion. So what we, when we see a huge wave of misinformation, disinformation targeted against, for example, refugees or immigrants, with that, we will see a rise in hate speech, a rise in um, inciting violence and harm against vulnerable group in our society. And is the way to combat it then through kind of regulation and legislation? Is it through the social media companies taking action or is it through equipping people with the skills to realise what is happening and what they're being exposed to? This is one million dollar question. This is absolutely important um, to tackle and to explain as well. So I'd say definitely social media platforms are responsible. They should be held responsible for the type of content on their platforms that sometimes it's not only virtual or being spread on social media, there is an impact in real life. So absolutely, that is essential that social media to be platforms to be responsible. But I have to say what we are seeing currently is not only social media platforms, even messaging applications like WhatsApp, for example, Mm. or Telegram or Reddit. So they are more, especially Reddit, Telegram, more fringe um, application where we are seeing a lot of conversation harmful conversation happening there. So in a, in a, in a way, uh, tackle that by uh, held these platforms accountable. Mm. Uh, regulations, absolutely, it is important. But what we need as well to understand is that in general, we need to educate people, special, especially younger generation, on media literacy how to be critical thinkers, how to receive news, how to even question what, what they are seeing on social mm-hmm. media. Media literacy for younger generation, personally, I believe is essential. But most importantly, I believe as well that, the, that like a lot of bad actors will exploit um, like people living in hard conditions, uh, working class families, um, I'd say in, in marginalized communities to uh, manipulate yeah. the groups. So in general, when we have a strong society that is immune from false information, this is where we can actually 
tackle the yeah. core, the root causes of it. Yeah. And isn't that the playbook as old as time? Take yeah. people's genuine anger uh, and then turn that anger into hate and just direct it somewhere else, um, which is what we've seen. And it's not like when you talk about younger people and, 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 and you know, e- equipping them with this knowledge, it's not like they're not sceptical. They are sceptical, but they're sceptical of the things that I might say on this show and they're sceptical of what they might read in the Irish Times or what's on RTE. They don't believe any of that. So it's not like they're, they're kind of, they're gullible idiots who believe everything they're told. They've just, they have been kind of convinced to believe kind of one set of sources over the other. Yeah, and that's exactly what we what we want to work more and more on younger generation is definitely uh, we need to question what we see, we need to evaluate, we need to think, uh, but at the same time uh, to reach, I'd say, what we call the truth or to mm. to reach reliable sources and to have our opinion, our perspective based on the right information that we have reached eventually. So after all, I believe it is personal. You know, we have to believe in ourselves, in the ability of younger generation or any person receiving social media just to be critical thinker. And when you know the truth, try to change your mind, to change perspective according to that. Just to tell you one story very, very quickly. I was working on one story like years ago and it was completely false, but the video was shared millions of times on social media. And I went to the people sharing that video and I said, hey guys, this video is absolutely not correct. It's not in Germany. This video is not from 2019. It's from Egypt. 2014, completely different story, completely different scenario, but it was used to manipulate and and spread anti-immigration sentiment. But they came back to me and they said, yeah, we don't care. So it's still we are we're still going to share it in a way that is where we need to understand when we when we see Mm -hmm. false, when we reach to the conclusion, it is false information. Stop. And let's have different conversation on that. How much harder has it gotten the job in recent years, say with um, the the perceived lack of moderation now on X in particular? Like Twitter is kind of a wild west. Honestly, on all aspects of social media, it has been extremely extremely difficult. You know, when I started long, long time ago, like some like late 2014, 2015, um. I was seeing like unbelievable amount of misdisinformation and hate speech, false stories on social media. But I said, when we tackle that, we will see a re- reduction of the spread of such content. But honestly, this is 2023. I am only seeing a huge increase in false information. I am seeing unstoppable stream of information that is right or reliable sources or information is lost in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in time of war, tension, unrest, hate speech, misinformation, travel very fast. Mm. We had Joe Brawley in here the other day talking a little bit about what happened uh, last Thursday night. And he talked about in in Finland, uh, within the school curriculum, at a very young age, they're teaching kids, you know, how, how to identify what is true and what is not true online. And, and you know, it's it's one thing for us to talk about it here, but I wonder, are we kind of the people we're talking to? We're probably too late by the time we reach them. <laughs> not that I'm accusing anybody listening to this of 
falling for any of this nonsense. But you know what I mean? I mean, we, we probably do need to absolutely, reach kids when they're very, very young. Absolutely. We need to trust our generation. We need to talk to them, the language they understand, go to the school, um, like in a way, educate them, teach them, take from them as we are taking as well as they are taking from us, I'd say. Mm. So absolutely, it is essential at this era to have more education on media literacy in school curriculum. Jennifer in Roscommon says, great term, critical thinking. It's what's lacking most, I think, today. Uh, the right are gone too far right, the left are too far left, and there needs to be a hard centre looking left and right, and we need to promote strong centrism before it's uh, too late. And Pat from Cork says, who decides and proves if information is true or not? And McGregor's entitled to his opinion and point of view. It's called free speech. Pat, you're absolutely right. Of course he is, everybody is. But the point of information is that nobody decides. It either is true or it's not. That's how facts work, and nobody's entitled to their own facts. But Pat, thanks for the text. 087-1400-106. Razan Ibrahim, who's a journalist specialising in content verification. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.